A scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by Wheels, and Wheels, I gotta ask, are you feeling Sora yet? <laughs> we we jumped the gun last time, didn't we? <laughs> uh, in our, the, just the sheer number of can you feel Sora jokes that we made. Um, I assume we're going to get to it this time because it's like it's like two paragraphs in in my notes. But like I'd be concerned if we didn't at the pace we were going last time. We started talking about like what did we talk about? We talked about like other video games. It was we were derelict on our duties. Yeah, there was there was like a solid minute where we were just talking about Gorgo (laughs) (laughs) before we. Before we do our job, I do want to point out, if none of that makes any sense to you, you might have missed last week's episode because SoundCloud, uh, apparently their uh, data center uh, had a power outage for a significant period of time on January the 2nd, which was the exact day uh, and time that I uploaded our episode to SoundCloud, which is our host for the podcast. So... If you didn't hear the first episode of Kingdom Hearts 2, you should go back. You should learn all about Dog Street. Um, and, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. maybe there's not a whole lot to learn. We're, we're trying to uncover the mystery of Dog Street, but... Well, you say, I mean, I think I've got it all figured out. I've already, I've already purchased, oh, okay. like, hundreds of uh, Dog Street jerseys. Um, I, I'm hoping that they'll uh, increase in value, and then I'm going to sell them to our listeners at a premium. <laughs> I mean, that would be, like, pretty good merch. Like, pretty good niche, dumb merch. I, I legitimately looked to jersey. see if I could buy a Dock Street jersey the, <laughs> after we recorded that. Turns out that, no, you can't do that, but I really want to. We need to fix this. Let's talk about a video game. Um, which one? Uh, th- there's a cool one called <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2 that I want to talk about. Oh, okay, I think I've played that before. <laughs> um, Rings of uh, Bell. Th- th- yeah, the good thing about not getting to that Sora joke until this week is I, I was able to come up with, uh, are you are you feeling Sora now, Mr. Krabs? Which is particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why that, I don't know why that's like the hardest I've ever laughed during this show, <laughs> uh, but it is. Here we are. We did it. So. It was, we, we pretty much ended up the first day. That's right. right. Uh, Roxas wakes up. He was just having dreams about a video game called Kingdom Hearts One, uh, and uh, yeah, which so sometimes he... feels like a bizarre dream. <laughs> this whole series, uh, he uh, wakes up and he kind of like walks out and tries to summon the Keyblade like he was doing with all that weird stuff the other day, but he can't do it. Uh, he's 
playing around with a little stick trying to t- turn it into a keyblade. Um, he does, when he realizes that he can't do it, he just sort of throws it, and the camera pans, and we see that it just smacks a dude in the face. It is um, so slapstick and amazing, and it's it's it's, com- it's also like super deadpan because it's yeah. silent, and he just walks away. For the record, this is that this is a cloaked figure that we've seen a couple times. And Roxas um, is just like, "Oh shit, I am, I'm, I'm sorry," <laughs> and then he silently walks away. <laughs> oh my god! Every like, there's a scene a little bit later in this day that strikes me similarly, and it's so good. Um, but. God, let's let's get to it. Um, Roxas so. brings his friends some popsicles. Yeah, sorry, so sea salt first, ice creams. Yeah, this is the first appearance of the sea salt ice cream, um, which is going to be iconic, I guess, for the rest of the series. Which is, it certainly is. Is that a thing? Is it real? I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Because it seems like a weird thing, because number one, when I think of ice cream, I'm not like, put some, <laughs> salt salt that up for me first. Mm-hmm. And number two, it is in the shape of a popsicle, but they call it ice cream, and it doesn't look like it has some sort of Klondike-esque shell on it. It's just blue, and seems to be mm-hmm. of a solid color. I have questions about the sea salt ice cream, is what I'm saying. It's, I'm pretty sure it's real. Okay. <laughs> We'll see about that. They they really lean into it. Some of the other games is pretty good. It's weird what how it becomes a symbol in this series of like friendship. <laughs> yeah, but I mean you can see how it is. It's always being it's always being shared by friends. Yeah. Um. And as on that note, we have a conversation between these friends, Pence, Hayner, Olette, and Roxas. Although I don't think Olette says anything in this conversation. Um. But anyway, or often in general true uh it's a shame too that's a good voice actor um i forget what else she's done but like other things i think she was in uh adventure time or something oh okay anyway uh pence uh, and i also like i didn't realize until i looked it up pence's voice actor is uh played mac from uh foster's home for imaginary friends um yeah i I recognize it now that you say it i Um, mean have we We've talked about it in Answer Report, but this is the first time Roxas has been here in, in like a normal episode, and we have not said Jesse McCartney yet. <laughs> Jesse McCartney putting his all into this performance. Like, legit, I really do like his performance it's, it's as incredible. Roxas. Uh, there are some things in that come later on that I will make fun of, but uh, Jesse McCartney's performance is very good. Yeah. I. It was weird because he's on a show that my wife watches, and when I heard it i was like that's just the exact same voice he's not doing a voice at all for roxas <laughs> that's just what he sounds like um but yeah so that's that's a highlight of this game's cast i, I think i think so too so the conversation that they have is that pence says do you think that uh, we'll all be together forever and hayner says no nah that's <laughs> isn't that what growing up's all about besides what's important isn't how often we see each other but how often we think about each other right that's pretty good. That's pretty deep. Pence says, you get that off a fortune cookie? 
And Hayner's like, okay, fuck you. Like, I'm trying to be be deep over here and talk about how meaningful our friendship is to me. But you can be over there being a condescending ass if you want to, I guess. He's from the dog streets. You don't roll like uh, that. Can't trust those dog street boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, my next note regards... Uh, well, so they decide to go to the beach. Yeah, Hayner's complaining that they, that summer vacation's almost over and they haven't gone to the beach yet. I was going to start singing the Phineas and Ferb theme song, but I couldn't remember how many days of summer vacation there are. <laughs> so I won't. I won't either, because I've never seen a lick of that program. That's all right. It's not bad. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> their beach plans in which they start like a... They just go and get a bunch of jobs in which... They raise there is a scene that will become important later uh, that we skipped. Uh, wherein, the struggle? Yeah, they meet. There's a poster for an event called The Struggle, and uh, Roxas and Hayner promise to meet each other in the finals so that the four of them can uh, share that cash. The prize, that is. The prize. So, yeah, there's that, and then they just decide to... Like, how much money do we have? How much money do we need? Uh, and then Roxas goes and works a bunch of odd jobs until he has that much money. On a skateboard. <laughs> on a skateboard. Because why wouldn't you do jobs on a skateboard? It certainly makes it easier. I mean, well, one of them is, like, delivering letters to birds, isn't it? Which, <laughs> I don't. I, is that what it was? You know, I half watched it because I was like, we probably won't. Like, this isn't a, a plot point we'll talk about. But then, like. How the, could it possibly have been that? The visage won't leave my head. Uh, no, I think you're right. I, aren't they, like, carrier pigeons or something? And They're he, not like, very good, to... apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if Roxas is doing half their damn job, one of them's just, like, moving trash up a hill, too, by hitting it. Yeah, that one's weird, too. They're all kind of weird. Um. But anyway, so they do it, and then they meet at the, the train station loaded with, with cash. And then, well, <laughs> uh, the, oops, <laughs> oops, <laughs> they, they made the mistake of giving it to Roxas. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they all go in, and for some reason, Roxas just waits before he goes in. And, um, well, uh, hey, hey, everyone goes in but Hayner. Uh, this scene is is so weird to me because of what so we were good. just joking about circa two minutes ago, where Hayner says, we can't be together forever, so we have to make the time we do have something to remember. Roxas is kind of taken aback, huh? And Hayner says, gotcha! <laughs> and runs off. <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> hey, friend, I love you, and I want you to know that. Oh, wow, that really means... Just kidding! <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Because that's... Why is that a joke? <laughs> because having real emotions is for squares. Um, uh, welcome to being teenage boys. Apparently that's what that's like, according to this that's, game. You know, I'm getting ahead of us uh, ourselves in plot points, but that's really a good metaphor, I think, for what, what Roxas might be going through. <laughs> what are emotions? We're not quite sure. So, as you were about to say, you, you, you want to take it from here? <laughs> sure. Um, so I guess when Hayner leaves, because I forgot about that, um, 
Roxas is just sort of like taking his time catching up to the station. Everybody gets inside but him, and he's is he tripped by, uh, or is he just like well, first he, tri- uh, he, he yeah he yeah he does shit. trip him. Yep, he eats shit, and um he's like so that and then that cloaked figure is there. We we can presume it's the same one, and I will tell you that it's the same one. Um, and he just sort of like lifts him up really aggressively, and he whispers in his ear. Um, we don't know what he says until a little bit later, but then Rox is just like, that was weird. And then the guy, I don't know if he walks off or he just disappears or what. And then Rox just goes in to the train station and they're like, give us those four tickets to the beach. Roxas, pay for the thing. We literally just gave you that money. And he's like, I don't have it. Yeah, he searches his pockets and he can't find it. And he's like, oh, that guy must have, must have stolen it from me when I, when I tripped and fell. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then it plays a, it plays the recap. It plays the, the in instant replay it. In, which, in which he just stands up and nothing happens. He just eats shit and Last then stands time up. On Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> which I got to say, in this context, Roxas just standing up while like no music plays or nothing's like, it's just silent. <laughs> Him just standing up and then standing there for a second is the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> Um, and then just the continued awkwardness of like, sorry that I managed to lose five thousand dollars in a span of thirty <laughs> seconds because I tripped and fell. It's not still there. It always strikes me that money in this world is called money. Yeah, it's it's spelled the same way as honey in the in the Winnie the Pooh world. Oh, U. really? Yeah, because it's like H U N N Y, and this is M U. Oh, I never noticed that it was spelled that in the Hundred Acre Wood, huh? Yeah, because the Hundred Acre Wood is really nice in that it it really plays into like no this is literally the exact same aesthetic as <laughs> as the books yeah so but yeah so that's a weird series of things that happen so they decide to just meet at the top of clock tower instead and eat some more as it's written in my notes apparently <laughs> possicles <laughs> uh, uh i just read through some of my notes that i didn't read and i i read hainer punches roxas which yeah, I guess I don't remember this. I guess he's. I guess he does a little a little jab when he says "got him." So. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're up there on the clock tower. They're eating their sea salt ice creams. Um. Olet says, "Oh no, they're melting." And Roxas says, "Roxas kind of dejected. Feels bad that he lost the money." And he says, "Sorry." Uh, and Hainer says, "Cheer up already." Uh, Penn says. That was definitely weird, though. And Olette says, yeah, strange. And Hainer says, you said it, because apparently they all need to voice how strange it was. This is just um, King of the Hill. This is an episode of King of the Hill. Yep. Then Roxas says, can you feel Sora? Like, okay, sorry, <laughs> what are you saying? I'm sorry, slow down. And then we get a cut, another flashback, in case you missed it another time. Back to when Roxas was tripped by the hooded figure, except this time we can see what the hooded figure, or hear rather, what the hooded figure was saying to Roxas, which is what he just said. Can you feel, Sora? Can you? Restoration at 28%. Yep. That's what happens next. The screen goes to static, and then you hear restoration at 28%, a computerized voice. Um, And now we, we see Diz at his uh, bat cave. And yep. he really wants some ice cream. That's <laughs> important notes. 
uh, my notes say that uh, the hooded figure says, is it really that hard to make a beach? To which Diz replies, we'd be making the enemy another entry point. The figure says, and this? And he holds out the bag of money. Diz replies, we could always buy some sea salt ice cream. Ha, ha, ha. Objects from that town must be kept from the real world. Delete that. All right. So then he gets rid of the money. Cool. So more, uh, if you weren't catching the, the drift that Roxas is in some sort of simulation before, it is starting to become clear at this point. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Not quite sure how many Twilight Towns there are at this point. At least a few. Yeah, I mean, I can count three, but, like, I'm not convinced it stops there. So (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is a law of large numbers. There's probably more. I don't actually Uh, know what the law of large numbers is. It's just a thing people say sometimes, and I assume I know what it means. It's a law in which um, numbers can get big. (laughs) You know, if there's three things, there's definitely four. That, yeah, of course. That mathematical constant. Other, otherwise, it's a crime, and it broke yeah. the law of large numbers. If the numbers are small, it's illegal. That's the law. So, there's a scene before the next day starts in which we see Sora. See Sora by the seashore. And I guess Namine is trying to talk to him. And... Yeah, we get a lot of flashes of Kingdom Hearts again, as we mm-hmm. have before. Oh, yeah, I just didn't even write that down that it happened. <laughs> and then, yeah, the Namine is standing in front of Sora's memory pod. Then the background fades away, including Sora and the pod, so we just see Namine on a black background. We hear Roxas's voice ask, Who are you? Uh, he doesn't get a response, but he wakes up from another dream because that's what that was. And he finds a note from Hayner that says uh, to meet them at the beach and to not sweat it about the money. Yeah, I do want to point out that when Namine, like, there is a moment where she responds to that question with a smile, which is like, oh, okay. I can connect the dots from Chain of Memories to this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Rox just wakes up on the third day of his life. And he meets... Um, he heads you out said, and he's, you, you said it already, but <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he heads out and he sees Penson a lot and he starts saying hello. Uh, but when he does, they freeze in place and Namine appears and she says, hello, Roxas. I wanted to meet you at least once. Roxas is like me, silly old me. And he doesn't say the second thing. That's the only thing that confuses me about this situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't seem to be that phased by the fact that his friends are frozen. Um, Time stops, uh, and Namine is like, "Hello," and, and that's what's more surprising to him that someone wanted to talk to, me. to him. <laughs> and she says, "Yes, you," and then leaves because. <laughs> I guess she only wanted to meet him, not say anything. She just walks away. I guess uh, so. And then time and then resumes. Yeah. Pence says Olad is dragging him out to go shopping. 
Olad asks if Roxas wants to come along, and Roxas is like, but did you see that <laughs> she was right there? Did you not? And Penn says, forget him, he's tr- just trying to stall. Uh, and then they say, see you later. Uh, and Roxas said to him, says to himself, did she head over to that haunted mansion? Which, like, good eagle eyes there, bud. Like, that's kind of far away. Yeah, that's a, a bit of an assumption. I think we could read into that, but I think I'd rather just not. And <laughs> it just be uh, weird. Uh, how? Are you about to propose that he's secretly Legolas? Like, what? <laughs> Like no. what is what is your what is your I'm head not, cannon? I'm not saying here? I'm not saying there's like an eyesight head cannon. I'm saying there's a head cannon for him to associate her with the mansion, without thinking about it. Okay, sure, sure. But it doesn't matter because no. he goes there anyway, and uh, he's in the woods. He's in the woods, and then a portal to hell opens up. It's a good place for one. I guess. So, so he runs away. Yeah, we, we because uh, dusk comes out. Yeah, Is gonna, it more than one? I think like three or something. Yeah. So I was gonna say I think we named these last time the dusk. Yep. So he runs away uh, like a little baby, and he ends up accidentally running across um, the oh god, what is? I think it's I want to say Sandlot, which may or may not be what it's called. I think that's what it's called. Y- yeah. Yeah. And he runs into the uh, Cypher. disciplinary committee, <laughs> yeah. Cipher and his friends, Cipher and his crew who. Sees Roxas running and immediately yells, what's up, chicken wuss? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Solid own there. Wait, um, is that a real line? I don't have that written down. I don't know what the first, I don't know how he begins the sentence, but I know it ends with chicken wuss directed at that Roxas. That is good. It's particularly good. I'm going to be adding that to my own lexicon. <laughs> and uh, then Cypher sees the dusk's coming head and immediately is like, well, they've crossed the line. And um, <laughs> they all grab their wiffle bats and begin to defend against these demons from hell. Um, which, I mean, they don't work, as we remember nope. from last time. Uh, but so time stops again. As Roxas is fighting one of the things, and all, everybody is, really. There's a really good JoJo joke, but I'm not going to waste it on you. Um, yeah, I wouldn't get it. But then he hears Naminé's voice yell out. Oh, isn't there somebody who can, like, stop time for, like, precisely six and a half seconds or something? Yeah. Okay, cool. I was just going to make a (laughs) reference specific to that, and you would have been like, I don't know why you're saying those words. (laughs) So Roxas hears Naminé yell out, Roxas, use the Keyblade. Which, does he, does he know it's called that? Roxas, you've turned off your targeting computer. Is everything all right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that happens. And then he doesn't actually bring it himself, but he's attacked by the dusk and he brings his hands up to defend himself. And it looks like it's going to materialize there, but instead he just ends up on the stained glass that we saw in the... The Station of Serenity. Yeah, the, the stained glass that has a picture of Sora and all of his friends. Or at least like, Five, four of them? Yes, Donald, Goofy, Riku, Kairi, and I think Mickey. Maybe Mickey. Not sure. Um, and then he gets to pick the sword, shield, or staff, like the last game. Sora did that. And he... Mm-hmm. Jet Monkey, of course, picking that sword. Very strong. Good, best uh, defense is a good offense. Mm-hmm. And then that sword turns into a Keyblade, and then some Dusks start to swarm in 
And then it's just and he fights kinda, him. Yeah, then it's just combat for a little bit. He can hit them now because he has a keyblade. Yeah, that's how that works. It's the only weapon that works. Except, hold on. We know in the future of this game that that's not true, right? Elaborate. <laughs> Spoiler alert for like uh three episodes later. Uh, Donald and Goofy can hurt the things, right? They don't. They don't have oh, keyblades. Oh yeah, yeah, they can. I guess. Why is that? I don't know. Why can't? I why mean, can't maybe you use a plastic maybe, bat. Maybe it's just wiffle bats, you know. Um, <laughs> which the, I wa- the, and in the Magic the Gathering version <laughs> of of these creatures, it does say protection from wiffle bats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you read the if you read the card, it says. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's weird though. Have you ever been hit by a wiffle bat? They can hurt. No, none of my friends were that violent. I mean, some people, you just got to test it. You know, you just got to figure out if you can make a Some do you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> For science, is that it? Yeah, it's all an experiment. A door appears on the stained glass. Uh, the door appears. That's also what I wrote. The doors. The band, the, the pink doors. One. We, we've appears. seen it before. Then he goes through it. I there... mean, it, sa- it says some text on the screen. It says, be careful. Beyond that door lies a completely different world. But don't be afraid. Don't stop walking. Questionable. Is it a different world? It turns out for him all right. It turns out all right. Is it a different world? Nope. Not really. It's just more stained glass. More stained glass, but different colors. Exactly the same things on them, but with different colors. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool, I guess. If you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. So he keeps walking this path. Keeps fighting them dusk. Uh, and then there's another door. Go through that door. Not another stained glass circle. Uh, but this time, a boss fight happens. A really good one. Yeah, we see a creature that is reminiscent, I suppose, of the dark side boss from yeah. the original game and it's... Chain of Memories. We saw it too, I think. Yeah, um... it, it, I don't know. It's not the same thing, I don't think, but it looks a lot like that final form Marluxia had in Sora story. Yeah. Um, yep. Of, uh, of reach of rechain. We probably, uh, we probably should have looked at what the final bosses looked like for chain of memories. Um, oops. Oopsie. But this fight's it's a big hulking gray thing. Yeah. It's white, mostly white, I guess. I wrote down silver. That Ooh, good word. <laughs> good color. Good color choice. <laughs> Because I wrote down big ol' silver boy. That's and, true, that is what it is. And then I also uh, wrote down that this fight teaches the player how to use the reaction commands in combat. And it does. Manages to be really well directed. Yeah, a lot of the um these a lot of the shots are pretty cool. Yeah, which is I think this one's particularly good looking. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 2 as a as a whole tends to be like, well, if we have these you know, scripted sequences in between right. quick time events, we might as well make them look good. So, which let me tell you, none of that shit in Kingdom Hearts 1. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so, Roxas beats the thing, mm-hmm. um, but he starts, but like it. His, I wrote down his reward is to drown in darkness. Yeah, uh, so the thing like collapses, uh, and then there's just like a, a, a curtain of darkness that sort of starts to fall all over the platform and this was the part of jesse mccartney's performance that i was going to make fun of 
because well, now he'll never come on the show. Oh dang! It's clear that he was not um like how do you under how do you visualize what is happening here? Even if someone is explaining it to you. All right, all right. So, so Jesse, you... Jesse, I know. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So how do I say? So your boy, your boy Roxas, he be he beats the big monster and he falls down. And, um, so that that's um that's one of the the slippery slidey guys I was fighting in the the yeah, sand yeah, lot, right yeah, one of those the big it, it's a really big one though really slippery and it's kind of like attacking you with a scarf kind of um okay and I don't know he, why that would hurt but okay sure it's very spiky and you you hit triangle to dodge it don't worry about it uh so okay. but when it falls down um it kind of like turns into a a dome of of darkness so so your motivation for the scene. Uh, so Roxas, your boy Roxas is is uh, drowning. It's kind of like washing over him, just in this this, this darkness dome. Uh-huh. It's just consuming him, like like a is tar the scarf pit. still there. <laughs> that's that's as far as I could get in that narrative. Um, yeah, and so and so what what. <laughs> What what you end up getting is, ah, uh, uh, eh, ah, uh, oh, as Roxas uh, <laughs> drowns in the darkness, and um he reaches out. Am I skipping ahead? No. He reaches out with his hand, uh, and Namine's hand grasps his, and he is whisked away to a different place, a very white room. Uh, wherein Naminé sits. Can I just and say, she ex- says, can I just say before we get to this important plot point that I just cut you off in the middle of, um, mm-hmm. can I just say it's extremely fucked up that you can't like play as Roxas in the the Little Mermaid world where everyone sings? Oh, that's like a yeah, huge, that is a missed opportunity. Huge missed opportunity of uh, mm. Beautiful Soul DLC. That's just my that's my Kingdom Hearts three goal. Is more yeah. musical numbers specifically with Jesse you, McCartney. I mean, you got him, right? You got uh, him. <laughs> um, uh, so Naminé's sitting there, and she says, "My name is Naminé. Roxas, do you remember your true name?" At which point, the hooded figure we've seen so much of approaches, and he says, "Say no more, Naminé." Naminé replies, "But if no one will tell him, Roxas will." And she gets cut off because the hooded figure continues. It's best he doesn't know the truth. And Roxas is pretty singularly focused here. He says, hey, you're that pickpocket. (laughs) Not, uh, where am I? Or who are you? Why is any of this happening to me? You're that pick, you're that ninja. You stole from me once. (laughs) Uh, You ruined my whole day, even though no one was mad at me. The hooded figure makes a darkness wormhole and pushes pushes Roxas into it. Dunks Uh, him right in. He wakes up on the ground in the sandlot where, uh, this is so good, (laughs) Cypher and and friends are taking pictures of themselves standing next to Roxas' unconscious body as, like, proof that he totally owned the lamer. Uh Uh-huh. uh, and that's it, right? Oh, no. One well, more important thing. Yeah, um, as Roxas stands up and is like, what the... What are you doing? Um, 
it, like he looks off to the side and sees uh, like Hainer sh- and, and Pentanolet show up and be like, Ugh. which I think is a really good dynamic of Cypher being like, this loser passed out next to me. I'm going to pretend I beat him up. And then Roxas's actual friends being like, I can't believe you hung out with Cypher. <laughs> and it's like, I, there's no positive part of my day. Yes. <laughs> Roxas just, ugh. poor boy. But yeah, he, so he goes back to the hideout, and then Hainer's like, uh, well, Rox is like, well, sorry, I missed the, the beach. Which, when he said this, I like, com- I had already forgotten that this mm-hmm. was supposed to be a thing. Um, and he's like, we can, we can go tomorrow, right? And Hainer's like, nope. I promised I would be somewhere. And then we get, like, our sixth flashback today mm-hmm. to the, the struggle poster in which Hainer and Rox has promised to meet in the finals. And then that's our our setup for the fourth day. Yeah, Hainer kind of leaves in a huff, mad that Roxas not only forgot to go to the beach with them, but forgot that he promised and, to be and, at the tournament tomorrow. And with Cypher was there. Um, mm-hmm. So Restoration is now at 48%. Restoration at 48%. Uh, so the last thing, I guess we can cover this real quick before we, yeah. we dip out. Uh, we see Diz one more, again. I was going to say one more time, but I guess one more time this episode. And I think it's the, the hooded figure who's with him mm-hmm. that asks if that was the real nominee. Yeah, he asks, was that nominee made of data? And Diz replies. Uh. Uh. <laughs> and Diz replies, no, she hijacked the data herself. Look what she's done Even now. Worse. She's totally beyond my control. And the hooded figure's like, okay, calm down, old man, (laughs) old mummy. And Diz says, it doesn't matter. As long as Namine accomplishes her goal, we needn't worry about what befalls Roxas. Roxas. The only words I can say that are a decent Diz impression are Namine and Roxas. Yeah, there's a a weird sort of of cadence on those those words. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the end of the the first three days. We kind of picked up the pace. I guess that's what happens when you put combat in, is we can like, well, skip over that. Yep. And also uh, chores where you deliver oh, yeah. letters to birds. <laughs> <laughs> gameplay. We don't care about gameplay here at, at uh, Gotta Memorize HQ. Um, although <laughs> bird delivery is like top tier gameplay. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. <laughs> Um, so next time the struggle will be real, and, (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but more things will happen with Roxas. I won't, I won't put it. Uh Uh-huh. Spoilers. Things continue to happen. I won't, I won't get too specific, because I'm not actually sure how far we'll get. Um, but yeah, so, let's plug some. Do you want to plug things? Yeah, let's plug some stuff. Uh, I will have nothing significantly new when this episode comes out. Um, I guess as I mentioned last time, my, my 2017 Game of the Year list is is up and out there. Um, no one has gotten particularly mad at me yet. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> there is one thing on it that will probably upset some people uh, if, if anyone were to actually take it seriously. Um, but yeah, so that's out there. You can follow me on Twitter and see that at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Um, by the time this is up, ideally, I should have 
the last Skypea episode of my other podcast. We are watching One Piece, um, which you can search that on iTunes or whatever app you use. Um, you can follow that on Twitter at We Are Watching OP. You can follow this show on Twitter at MemorizeCast, which I fully recommend because someone made the dusk holding the photograph of Roxas that we joked about last time. Yep, it's, it's very good. It's it so is good. just as good as you imagine. It's um, a blessing. I am Wheels. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thetrevisw. I do another podcast called Very Random Encounters. And we just start, it's a tabletop role-playing game show where we use random number generators to determine as many things as is possible. We just started a new season on that show with a game called Uncharted World. So we're going to space this time. Um, and uh, because it's a new season, the story resets. So you can uh, jump in right now. It's the perfect time to jump in. Um, I'm excited to do that. I'm also really glad that you got to do the space one. <laughs> it's getting weird already. We've recorded a few episodes. None of them have been released at the time we're recording this, but mm. um, at the time you hear this, the only the character creation thing will have come out. But let me assure you, it's pretty wild out there in space. Um, I also want to say our listeners should uh, should review the show oh, yeah. on on that Apple podcasts thing um we we're at like what 14 get us get us to get us to get us to 20 before we record again that's easy right 20 just six of you do it now you just go on there do it do the do the do the classic new grounds approach of this is really bad five stars <laughs> or don't do that just <laughs> or just say that we're good just say that that would be cool too. it's preferable I'm just, you weren't being specific. You just said you wanted 20. And I was like, I can get you 20. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be great. We would appreciate that um, deeply. Um, so that was what, day two and three? Yeah. Those were the second and third days of Roxas's life. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. We were together. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.